We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my fabulous friend, my soul sibling, my conscious creator. I'm so happy to be connecting with you here today on Journey to Center. And yes, indeed, life and love can be confusing. And you know, we all want what we want, right? We want to be able to manifest. And all of us are royal heirs to the universe. We are all children that the cosmic brother of all creation is well pleased with. So why is it so hard sometimes? Why can't manifesting what we want be easier? I think it boils down to a few different things. We're here to learn soul level lessons. And if everything was easy, we wouldn't likely be learning that much. So when we're in kindergarten, things are a lot of fun. But as we start to um, go higher in our education, things become more and more challenging. So if you're an evolved soul, say you're trying to get your college degree or your master's or your PhD, things can become a little bit more complex. Physical world reality is our playground and our school. It's the place to make friends, learn how to deal with enemies, create, figure out the rules of the game. So go to different classes. Some of these classes we like, some of them we don't. But in the end, the goal is to clean up any messes we've left behind in kindergarten or second grade or fifth grade and to become more evolved become more well-rounded, to become more loving and compassionate beings. So now let's get back to the matter of manifesting. So many of us have something I refer to as dueling intentions. Maybe part of us wants something, but another part does not. Say, for instance, you think you want a boyfriend or a girlfriend, or you want a husband or a wife. Maybe the biggest part of you wants that, but maybe there's a deeper part of you that's afraid of actually manifesting that. Maybe that part has unprocessed trauma from past relationships, or maybe there's a deeper part of you that's kind of tucked away in the closet that's afraid of losing your freedom. And maybe you think you want a promotion in your career. Maybe you think you're ready for that next level in your job, but another part of you is afraid of the responsibility that might come along with that. Perhaps, for instance, you consciously want to become more prosperous, but there's a deeper, more hidden part of you that has observed people with great wealth not behaving very well. And that part of you is also determined to be good and stay humble. Or maybe, as another example, you want to share your gifts with the world and make money at it. But on some level, you don't really believe you're worthy of a life of prosperity, grace, ease, and joy. Perhaps you don't deeply believe in your innate value. So the problem becomes when there's a part of us that wants something and there's a part of us that maybe doesn't, no matter how small that part is, tucked away in your subconscious mind, when we're incongruent or fractured internally, part of us wants something, part of us doesn't. It's like we're internally battling ourselves to a standstill. We have a foot on the accelerator and a foot on the brakes in our lives. We essentially put ourselves between a rock and a hard place and we don't get anywhere. The Course of Miracles has a 
quote that I really love and have thought about a lot over the years. It says, you accomplish so little because your mind is so undisciplined. Perhaps we're running here, running there. Our thoughts are incongruent. What we really, really want is inconsistent. And this creates emotions, which creates our vibration, which in turn manifests our lives. If we want a positive and empowered life, we need to keep our vibe high. We've also probably all heard the saying, he speaks with forked tongue. So for instance, sometimes people will say to me, Tammy, you know, I really think this would be great if I could have this, but... And then they'll follow it with something else. And I, I know when I hear the but, what they're doing is arguing themselves or battling themselves to a standstill. So when we say we want something and we're really consistent with that, it's like that thing is coming towards us. But as soon as we add that but, or even if there's a quiet part of us in our subconscious realm that's saying, mm, I don't think this can actually happen, or we don't really, really deserve this, or... You know, if that person shows up or the situation unfolds like that, then these consequences that wouldn't be so great might also occur. So that is really something to consider when we think we want to manifest something. We need to become more congruent and more whole. We need to become more consistent in thought, word, action, and deed. So it's helpful to really consider what we want. What kind of life do you want? How do you want to feel in that life that you've imagined for yourself in your greatest dreams? And then say no to everything that isn't that. When we're willing to settle, that's often what we get, what we're willing to settle for. Another little tool that I've used a lot in my past, and I believe I've probably talked about here on, on here before, on my radio show or my Facebook lives before, my friends and I would talk about what we want to manifest. And then anytime any of us heard us, any of us being inconsistent or saying that word, but it's a great day, but I want to manifest this thing, but they say, Tammy, do you want to rephrase that? And the little um, phrase we would plug in is cancel, cancel, change the channel. And then move it back to the channel that we really want to tune into. Because that is the, how this works. Our vibration is like a radio signal. And whatever we emit, we attract. So if you want to listen to the New Age channel, uh, don't be tuning in to the heavy metal screamo channel. Tune into what you really want and then be really consistent with that. Meditate on it. Get into the feeling state of having that Consider why you don't want to clear that out and then settle into that space and feeling place, the vibration, the feeling vibration of what you really want. Another thing to consider is to not get so attached that we're grabby, that we're greedy, that we're fear-based and, and holding on tightly to this thing that we want. Say, for instance, we want more money. I want more money and I'm trying to be really consistent in thought, word, action, and deed. But then there is this part of you that still has maybe unconscious fear and we're grabbing at it. We're not receiving it. We're grabbing at it. And it's sort of like holding a handful of sand. We have more sand in our hand if we're holding it open. 
and letting it flow through our hand, that pile of sand is going to be much higher than if we're grabbing and grasping and squeezing the sand out of our hand. So to really be in that place of softness, openness, receptivity, that's preference rather than attachment. When we're softer with what we want and we clear out any dueling intentions or part of us that doesn't really, really want it or believe we deserve it, we are softer in our approach. We're softer in our vibration. And that creates this space for collaboration and co-creation with the universe. Because sometimes maybe what we think we want isn't for our highest good. I thought I wanted to be famous. I thought I wanted to be on the world stage. And I got to try that on a little bit when I was engaged to my ex-fiance, who was very, very out there in the world. And it didn't feel as good as I thought it would. In fact, it didn't feel good at all. Now that I know myself more in a deeper way, what I really wanted was a um, very loved-based life. A very sweet, easy, sparkly, um, kind, loved-based life. And sometimes when you're out there and you've got all eyes on you, you're not met with as much love. So rather than trying to be a star on the world stage, I'm a star in my own life. And the kinds of relationships that I manifest are very sweet, very kind, very gentle, very uplifting, very supportive. So sometimes what we want from the human perspective is not what we want from the soul's perspective. And so to open our mind to that possibility of that relationship with our soul self or higher self or source and say, what is it that you want for me? Or to have that conversation with God, thy will be done. And to know, to really know and to claim and to understand that we are adored. God wants for us what is best for us. But sometimes as children, children want things that maybe aren't the best for them. They want to eat candy all day, right? They want to um, <clears throat> just um, play, maybe not take responsibility. And then we become spoiled, indulgent brats as human beings. And um, if we're here to ascend and grow into these higher levels and higher levels of ed education and ascension, sometimes we need to take greater responsibility and um, listen to the teacher, the inner teacher or the um, ascended masters for how to navigate and get the rules of the game, which can be confusing on this planet of free will and choice. So I'm going to share with you a little exercise that I've participated in and gotten great value from and one that I'm suggesting to the private clients I work with. And it's interesting to hear what comes forward for them in regards to manifesting. So consider this. I want you to think about or actually participate in the practice of writing a letter, writing a letter about why you want what you want. Write out everything in as detailed a fashion as you can or you'd like to, however it resonates for you about what you think you want. I really want, for example, to manifest a husband. And why? Why do you want this? Well, I want this because I want a partner. I want somebody to dance and create and play with in my life. I want a friend. I want um, a 
joy. I want a sense of commitment and connection and celebration. And I want somebody to go to the movies with and go to dinner with. And I want somebody to laugh and dance and play with. And um, after you write everything out about what you want, on a second piece of paper, I want you to write down all the reasons that maybe don't really want this. Any part of you that is afraid of this or isn't ready for this, give that part of you an opportunity to express. So to continue with that example, okay, so maybe there's a part of me that doesn't really want this. And that part is afraid of losing my freedom. Maybe allow that part to speak in first person, present tense. I'm afraid of losing my freedom. I'm afraid of being in trouble. I'm afraid of not having control of, over my own life. Maybe you haven't cleared up your past hurts and heartbreaks from another relationship that left some woundedness. Maybe talk to that part of you. Allow it to express authentically and then allow them to either cry or um, have their angry moments Write that out. I've often used um, <laughs> a plastic bat to beat up a pillow and allow the, I guess, locked up emotion or hurt or grief or anger up and out of my body so that I feel a bit more, I guess, clean from the inside out. Allowing that rain cloud to come and dump so that the blue skies can come out again. So claim everything you want, write this down, and then allow any part of you that's not on board with that to express. A lot of times people will come forward to me and say, you know, I really thought I was 100% on board with this thing that I wanted to manifest. But doing this exercise, I found like 5% or 2% stuck away in the closet somewhere that was not quite on board. So I allowed them to express and then cleared out some fear and cleared out some unworthiness and cleared out some hurt or anger. And I do feel more congruent. And it is interesting how often things start to shift or manifest or unfold after they do this practice. So a third part of this exercise that I've recently been participating in is to write a letter to God. So after you've claimed what you want and allowed any part of you that's not on board with wanting that. The third part is writing a letter to God, having a very honest conversation with spirit. And I'm going to share with you what I've written out, but you can use your own words, whatever resonates for you as truth. So dear God, dear father, mother, God, Lord of all creation, you know, my goals, you know, my desires, you know, my fears and concerns. You know what I want and what I think I want, and you know what is actually best for me. I also know that you love me. I am also aware that we live on a planet of free will and choice, and in this moment, I choose you. Please provide me with a sense of comfort and clarity. Please help me to dissolve and clear up any fear. Please guide me on the path you would have me journey forward on with grace, with clarity, and with ease. Please reveal to me God winks, synchronicity, and miracles. Dear God, please communicate with me in any 
and always. My intention is to keep my eyes, ears, hearts, heart open to conversation and guidance with you and from you. Dear Spirit, Father, Mother, God, I want to live up to my potential as an evolved and descended spiritual being having a human experience. And I want you to partner with me, have you co-create with me, flow through me, and together let's ripple out love, compassion, beauty, joy, and be a healing, uplifting, prosperous presence in the world. I'm so grateful for all that I've learned and experienced in this lifetime. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity to continue to learn, grow, expand, and to make manifest the glory of goodness, grace, and of you, dear God. Again, we live on a planet of free will and choice, and we can try to create from our own understanding. I don't know about you, from my experience, that hasn't always gone really well. I got to the place where I felt like I can't make anything happen. I can't manipulate myself out of a paper bag. Once I learned to start manifesting, I did. I started manifesting some pretty interesting things. And um, my husband and I, years ago, about 10, 12 years ago, I um, thought, wouldn't it be fun to have a yacht? I went and looked at a yacht and I'm like, honey, I really like this yacht. <laughs> so we bought the yacht without me really checking in with God, without really inviting God to the party. And we've had this yacht for 12 years and it has been a burden. <laughs> you know what they say, uh, the best days of having a boat are the days you buy and sell it. And I'd like that second best day and I'd like to be able to find a new home for it. But man, we cannot. <laughs> so I thought, we thought we wanted this boat, but I didn't invite God to the party. Didn't do this exercise. Didn't really invite spirit in for the highest good of all concerned. We just relied on our own understanding. Another time we did this, we thought, oh, this would be a good idea. Let's develop this property over here. And we decided we wanted to build some um, townhouses and uh, bought the property. We started working on it. Didn't invite God to the party. Didn't ask his opinion. Did not say this prayer. And um, it was right around the downturn of uh, the real estate market and the economy. And we were left with all these townhouses and we were like, oh my God, this was really scary. We navigated through it, but it was, it was scary. It was hard. And I thought to myself, I forgot to invite God to the party. So that same energy that moves the planets around the sun and turns embryos into babies and is responsible for the seasons, the evolution and unfolding of the seasons, that same energy that holds the stars in their places, can support us, can help us, can guide us, can lead us on this path that is for our highest good. But again, we live on a planet of free will and choice. And so do we choose to be in collaboration and communication with this energy? Or do we just want to manifest and create from our own understanding? It's all possible. Both of these postures are available. What I found as I continue to invite God to the party and create manifest from collaboration and co-creation, things not only seem to work out better, they work out more magically. And often what I think I want isn't necessarily what I really want. I think we um, place ourselves in the position of... Um, sort of like dancing, but we aren't leading the dance. We aren't controlling the dance. You know, I've heard that control is the master addiction 
but control is also an illusion. So as I have surrendered my own personal agenda and my need to know and control, I'm more receptive. I'm in the posture of um, dancing with the universe, but allowing it to lead, allowing it to guide me. And um, it feels a lot better and there is a lot more magic and there's a lot more grace. There's a lot more miracles. There's a lot more surprises. It's sort of like every day gets to be like Christmas and there's gifts to explore and presents to open. And it's a joy. It's a, it's, it's miraculous. It feels like, and I've used this term a lot, my life feels like a cosmic love affair. And that doesn't mean we don't get frustrated when there's something that we want. You know, recently my husband and I decided, oh, we want to do this thing. We want to invest in this thing. We want to create this thing. And um, we got really excited and we started down the path and things are clipping along really well. And I'm asking for God winks and grace on the path that spirit would have us walk for our highest good. And it doesn't seem like a good idea. It feels like a good idea. It feels exciting. And so we're clipping along and then all of a sudden we hit this kind of wall and I was like, I really, really, really need to invite God to the party. And I did. I did. But now it's time to go deeper. And I I um, wrote this letter to God that I just shared with you. I, I did this exercise that I just shared with you. I wrote down the reasons why we want it and maybe the reasons I'm afraid of it. And then I invited God in. And then last night, I also asked Spirit to um, reveal to me healing dreams one of my spiritual teachers that I have a great deal of uh, respect and admiration for, who's maybe taught me more than anyone else about how to navigate this reality, said, I rarely make an important decision in my life without consulting with my dreams. And I had asked, but I really think if we're going to take this practice seriously, we need to write down our request. So I got my journal out last night. I said, Dear Spirit, Father, Mother, God, Cosmic, Brother of all creation, I know you know what's best for us here. So I'm asking for healing dreams, dreams that are clear and that I remember vividly in the morning that support me in understanding, is this the direction you would have us go or not? I don't want to rely on my own understanding. I want you to co-create and partner with us. You know what is best for us. And in this moment, I relax and I receive your message. And I did have a couple of dreams that I felt were helpful. And um, tonight I'm going to do it again. And a lot of times people say, well, I didn't get anything the first night. If you're consistent with your request, it's the rare um, person or friend or client or student that has not gotten some really helpful information from um, their dreams. So for me, I'm at a fork in the road and I don't know which way to go, but I know God knows from my highest good and the highest good of all concerned, what is best for me, for my husband, for our community. And so I'm taking a break and often people say, oh, it's that patience and faith piece, but I've decided to change. It's not just patience and faith. It's relaxing. It's being receptive. It's being in the posture of allowing. It's enjoying the journey. It's not about pushing and forcing and going full force. It's allowing God to be the um, engine, allow, allowing that, that current of the river to carry us, not insisting it goes faster or slower, just allowing it to be what it is and trusting the process, trusting and relaxing into the faith that we are indeed 
adored and loved and cherished. God wants everything that is for our highest good. And sometimes it's a matter of letting go of the steering wheel and allowing ourselves to be guided and supported, knowing that we're worthy, knowing that we are adored, knowing that we are indeed the child in whom God is well pleased. And I hope you know that. I hope you feel that and you sense that. And if you don't, maybe you're opening your mind and heart to that. And if you do know that, maybe going deeper into that feeling state of being adored and supported and allowing your life of manifesting to be collaborative and a co-creation. It's hard to have great fun at Christmas when you know everything that you're going to get. It's nice when there are surprises and blessings. And I think our joy and surprises, that being surprised is um, God's joy. He wants to bestow gifts upon us. We have to trust that what he has for us is even better than what we could possibly want on our own. So I hope that um, some of this today resonates for you and that it supports you. Maybe try this exercise. I would love to hear from you and know um, what you receive. I love revelations and epiphanies. I love hearing from my friends. I'd love to hear from you on Facebook at um, Journey to Center, or you can um, write to me at TammyBPhD at gmail.com or on my website, TammyBPhD, T-A-M-M-I-B-P-H-D. And just know that I'm sending you the energy of sparkly healing light and love and um, respect and compassion. And let's keep holding hands as we journey higher and higher to the higher ground of grace, ease, love, prosperity, celebration, joy, and of course, profound, immense, unconditional love. God bless you. Take good, gentle, loving care of yourself and be in touch. Onward and upward, my dear friend. Bye for now.